Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 89, When You Feel Hurt. It's January 25th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskowitz. When you feel hurt. Well, this is a painful subject for sure. It's one I know a lot about, sadly. And it happens to everybody. Like people feel hurt all the time. And I want to give you some new things to think about or new ways of looking at being hurt and some layers, which hopefully are going to be helpful. And I've got a really great, great example of how you could handle something if you're hurt. But anyway, so if you happen to be new to my content, what's important for you to know is that I'm not a therapist or medical professional in any capacity. And you, as a person, should get your therapy advice or medical advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not. Now, this next piece is also equally important, which is if you are feeling hopeless or life is just too hard for you, or you're thinking of harming yourself, or you're thinking of committing suicide, I'm asking you to stop and get on the phone and call 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that number again is 1-800-273-8255. What I'm asking you to do is tell people. This is way more common than you would ever think or know because people don't talk about it. But I'm asking you to talk about it and take the help that's available because there is a lot of help available. So that's that. And the last piece before I dive in is if you're new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway because I love giveaways. And I just realized in the last couple of weeks, one of the reasons that I so enjoy giveaways is because it's a little way to spoil my people. And I love spoiling my people. It's like one of my favorite things. So I want to start by defining what I'm talking about when I'm saying when you feel hurt. I'm not talking about physical pain. I mean, if if you're hurt physically, you're going to have physical body pain because you're physically hurt. What I'm talking about is emotional pain. So emotional pain is defined as some kind of emotional suffering caused by when someone is either unkind to you or the feeling that you have been treated unfairly. And, you know, it's basically mental, emotional, or psychological pain. Now, I think we pretty much all know what I'm talking about when I say when you feel hurt, you're emotionally hurt. And there is such a thing in PubMed as uh, psychological pain. So if you think that's a made-up thing, it is not. There's a very uh, short article by David Barrow, 
called Is There Such a Thing as Psychological Pain and Why It Matters? And yes, there is. So there you have it. All right. So I want to give you some general comments before I give you this example and then some layers. So first of all, when you're feeling hurt, not all hurt is equal. Like there's a, there's a scale to it. There's a continuum. And at the low end, you might have something where you feel slighted or some comment didn't really, wasn't the nicest thing, but it wasn't horrible. And then you, you get more and more down the continuum. So on the left-hand side, you'd have being slighted or some maybe not the nicest comment. But on the right-hand side of the continuum, the polar opposite, you'd have affairs, betrayal, you know, someone stealing all your money, just awful, awful, hurtful things. So it's a scale. It's a continuum. And here's the thing. We don't all share the same scale. We don't have the same scale. What is very deeply hurtful for one person isn't that hurtful for another person. So what's one thing that's very important is that you understand not all hurt is equal and there is a scale and we don't have the same scale because there's a number of things that will impact how you deal with hurt, how it, how it lands for you. And one of the things that will impact how hurt is for you is your level of self-esteem. Someone who has low self-esteem or low, fairly low self-esteem is going to respond differently to some hurtful event than someone who has a higher or, or a healthy self-esteem. Other things that impact are how much you've healed from past wounds, from past mistreatment, past hurts, how you... Um, how trusting you are, how easy or difficult it is for you to trust people. Your thinking, if your thinking is rational, that will have anything hurtful land differently than if your thinking is on the irrational side. And by the way, low self-esteem, according to all reports, affects, you know, 85% of the population. So if you have low self-esteem, you're in the norm. But that does mean hurtful things can be harder or they, they will land differently or you will be impacted differently. And the same thing is true for irrational thinking. Irrational thinking is actually way too common, in my opinion, and that might come in the form of a, dis, of a cognitive distortion. Now, a cognitive distortion is like looking at yourself through a carnival funhouse mirror where you know when you're at a carnival funhouse looking through the mirror the house of mirrors everything's distorted you know that it's distorted because you're in a carnival funhouse and you know you're looking in a mirror and you know you don't look like that but that's because you know you're in a carnival funhouse irrational thinking distorts your perception of life but you might not know that you have irrational thinking and that can definitely impact how you deal with hurt. So there's a lot of things that can impact how you, as a human being, deal with being hurt. So one of the things about when we're hurt, when we're hurt, oftentimes we kind of react. Like someone says something and boom, you have a retort or somebody does something and you take an action. And I, I'm guilty of that myself. I like to try to 
be less reactive, but when we're hurt, it's just the most normal thing that we have a reaction to being hurt. Now, oftentimes when people are hurt by someone else, whether it's a statement, an action, or a situation or event, they will feel attacked and they will attack back. That's kind of like the normal tit for tat that happens when you feel hurt. And while that's okay, I want to give you some other ideas of things to do when you feel hurt. I mean, you, you're going to do life however you do life, but I'm just suggesting some options. Now, when I have reacted badly sometimes to being hurt, then I turn around and get myself sorted out and then I go back and apologize because I'm, I'm not above making mistakes and I'm not above apologizing and cleaning up my mistakes. I mean, I make all kinds of mistakes in life and I'm okay with that because I'm not trying to be perfect. So the normal typical most frequent thing when someone is hurt is to respond or react not necessarily having thought it all out and then or or attack back and so you want to understand that's kind of the typical pattern and sometimes people withdraw sometimes people just they feel hurt they just completely disengage and withdraw and that's okay too it's just a good thing to think about how do you handle yourself when you're hurt, well, the first thing you want to do is you want to identify that you're feeling hurt. Now, feeling hurt is a huge, there's a huge list of, of emotions that fall under being hurt. I mean, there's slightly hurt, there's, you know, gaping wounds, there's sadness, loss, sometimes or there's shock or bewilderment or surprise, anger, you know, being furious, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a whole lot of different emotions that fall under the umbrella word of hurt. And you want to I figure out, you know, how you're feeling. And then you want to begin to process your feelings. Well, processing your feelings is not something that we teach people. And it's not something that we as a culture and a society and even in the world are very astute at. We're not very good at it. So hopefully uh, when I go through this next example, um, you'll get some ideas and then I'm going to talk about the layers that I use when I'm feeling hurt or that you could use if you're feeling hurt. So one of the things though about um, managing and processing your emotions. So you're going to identify you feel hurt, you know, maybe you feel betrayed or excluded or, you know, however you feel. Trust often is tied up and wound up tightly with feeling hurt because you are in a relationship with someone and it could be, you know, a coworker or neighbor or what have you. And you might feel um, there's a loss of trust. So this is not a podcast on trust. I've, I've done podcasts on all kinds of things, but I want to mention that trust is often wound up in this topic of being hurt. And trust is something that if you're open to it and willing, trust can be rebuilt and repaired over time with intentional actions. If the person who you feel betrayed your trust is willing, and if you're open and willing to allow the trust to be repaired. Now, some people, once you break their trust, they are never going to give you a second chance. They are never going to give you a second or a third or a fourth chance. Of course, I, <laughs> I'm the home of like 
20th and 100th chances because I know people are human and they make mistakes. And, you know, I want that kind of ability to be able to be myself and occasionally screw up and then go back and clean it up. I want that with my people. So that's what I give to my people. But so I just want to make a mention of trust while I'm talking about identifying and managing and processing your emotions. Now, I want to give you a real life example. Now, I did just talk about this particular event in my last podcast on insecurities, which by the way, Feeling hurt is different than feeling insecure, but oftentimes once you feel hurt, it causes insecurities to surface. So my podcast on insecurities will help you with that, but this is not the podcast on insecurities, and insecurities are actually different than feeling hurt. All right, so here's my real life example. All right, so a long, long time ago, ages ago, I... um was planning a short trip, a getaway weekend with four of my friends. And so I had sent out an email about doing a weekend short trip and got mixed results and tried to sort it out. So then I ended up calling everybody individually to try to nail down one weekend that we could all just get away for two days. And it did not come together. So I just kind of got stalled because we just couldn't seem to find a date. So I was kind of taking a break from it, thinking about, hmm, you know, what are, what are some other options? And in the meantime, one of the friends called and said, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, close to you. We drive over, we'll have lunch, et cetera. So I did that. And I meet with this friend of mine who was one of the four to, I was working to plan the short trip with. And, and she lets me know quite casually that, uh, the girls had gotten together the, to go to the shore without me, which was quite, quite the shock, like quite like a major shock. I remember where I was, what town I was in and where I was, cause it was just mind blowing. And I'm not very good with shock. I'm good with my emotions. Shock's my weakest, I think, or you know, one of my weakest. And, but I did have my wits about me to say, well, hmm, that's kind of what I was planning. I talked to everybody. I emailed everybody. How did that happen? Like, how did that happen? And I didn't get notified. Oh, it was last minute. Oh, don't even think about that. It just, just kind of happened. And I'm thinking, hmm. So that's about as far as I could go with the shock. So we had a nice visit. I had an hour and a half drive home. So I called another friend who was not involved in the short trip ladies, but who knew the short trip ladies, who knew my other friends. And I said, I'm calling and put your coaching hat on. I need coaching. I, I just want your perspective. I want your read. I want your input. Tell me what you think. So we had a little coaching call. Of course, she was quite shocked as well. I mean, it's really, really, really shocking. And obviously, I was excluded from the trip. So I had this coaching call, got myself sorted out, got home, did what I had to do, and then eventually settled on sending the four ladies an email. And I did say this in my insecurities podcast. I think I think it's very likely, it's highly likely that I called the same woman I'd gotten coaching from to read the email to make sure it seemed reasonable, like it was a reasonable wording and whatnot. That's very possible, although I don't remember because it really was forever ago. But anyway, so I crafted this short email that outlined that I was shocked, 
and quite surprised that they had gone on the shore trip without me. So I was feeling excluded and I wanted to understand, did I do something that upset them? Did something happen that I wasn't aware of? Like I'm trying to understand how did this trip that I was planning happen without me? And so it wasn't high in the emotions. It didn't mention that I was shocked and excluded, felt excluded. And at the end, I did mention that it happened to, you know, surface some of my deepest personal insecurities. So it was a very short email, sent it out. And, and what happened as a result was quite surprising. Well, three of the four friends called me immediately, like, like immediately and expressed their upset. They didn't know they'd been told I was invited and they thought I couldn't go and they were horrified. They were just horrified and they were reassuring me how much they love me and they felt so bad, et cetera, et cetera. So right away I got reassurance and I got information that they did not know that I had not been invited. And then the woman who actually excluded me didn't call for a week, but then she finally called and she was livid. She was furious. One of those memorable calls, like I remember where I was, what parking lot, what I was doing, because she called to read me the riot act. How dare I send out that email? And I'm like, well, hey, you know, you planned a short trip, you hijacked my short trip, and I wanted to know what happened. And I didn't know if everybody was in on it. And, you know, so she was livid. And, you know, as a debrief, I didn't like cut her off immediately. I thought, well, we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt and see how she behaves moving forward. Well, I don't know whether that lasts a year or two. Well, I got her number, so she and I are no longer friends, but the other ladies and I are still friends, and I'm sure they're not going to forget that. You know? But, you know, it was great because it wasn't drama. There wasn't, in the email, there was no blaming. I didn't blame them. I didn't make them wrong. I just said, I'm looking to understand what happened and how did it happen. And whether you're upset with me about something I'm unaware of, I just want information and I want you to know how I feel. So there wasn't, there wasn't this big drama. It was just clean and it got handled and it was, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't a good thing to be excluded and obviously that was very hurtful, but you know, people will give you their number eventually. <laughs> eventually all the ladies had her number as well. I don't know whether they're still friends or not because we don't talk about her and I don't really care whether they're friends with her or not. I really don't care. But, you know, so that's an example where instead of just going half cocked, I could have written them all off, but these were longtime friends. We had been friends for a long time and the woman who excluded me, interestingly enough, was the one who I talked to the most. So that was very, very telling and also additionally hurtful. So there's an example where I had to get to the truth. I'm a big truth seeker. I want to know the truth because the truth to me is very freeing. It's very powerful. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes the truth is just horrible. But I feel it's better to know the truth. 
So one of my first suggestions when you're feeling hurt, I already mentioned you want to identify your feelings, but you know, the umbrella term is get yourself sorted out. And oftentimes it's really, really valuable and extremely helpful to have someone help you sort yourself out because sometimes you have irrational thinking or sometimes it's your low self-esteem talking. I mean, I talk to people sometimes who are deeply hurt about something that I would, for me, would be a non-event. So that's why I say everybody has their own scale. So you want to look at have yourself sorted out with whoever you do that, some trusted confidant, some, uh, you know, friend, you know, somebody that you trust. And then you're going to start to look at different layers of what happened. So there's what happened and there's, you know, the context and reality. So one layer that I feel is important is context and relativity. So context is the circumstances that form the setting for an event statement idea or, you know, some terms in which things can be fully understood or assessed. And relativity is one thing is contingent on another or one thing has significance in relationship to another. So was the situation where you're left feeling hurt, was it intentional? Was it accidental? I mean, many, many, many times when you're left feeling hurt, it was accidental. It was not malicious. It was not intentional. So you want to look, was it premeditated? Was it intentional? Well, clearly my short trip example, that was, that was very intentional. Like she just could, just wouldn't call me to say, Hey, we're going to go this weekend. Cause of course I would have dropped everything and ran. But you know, the other thing to consider when you're looking at the context and relativity is was anger involved? Well, anger is sometimes frequently involved when people hurt someone else. Now, it oftentimes is passive aggressive anger or passive anger. And a lot of people aren't good with anger. They just have low anger skills. I should know because I, I only started growing anger skills in uh, 2006. I know. I'll never forget that. I was like, oh, I have to learn anger skills. I have no, I have no anger skills. So what are the relative circumstances? Are there any relative circumstances? Well, if someone just had someone die, that's certainly relative. That gives a context. I mean, people are in, when they're grieving, they're, you know, dealing with a lot and they might not like really be fully themselves. You know, is the person who did something hurtful to you, are they in a domestic abuse situation? Because if they are, they're probably barely coping with life. They're probably barely getting through the day. So what is the context for what happened? Well, I gave you the context for the short trip. I'd been planning it. I'd emailed everybody. I had talked to everybody. Everybody knew I was trying to sort out a date that worked for everybody. So that's the context. But I didn't have the context of what happened because I wasn't there and wasn't included. So you want to look at context. And that's your context. And it's the context and relativity of what the other person or other entity is dealing with. So do you have all the facts? I mean, oftentimes we don't have all the facts. And the other thing when you're looking at context, and I have this mentioned here and I haven't mentioned one other point, which is to bring in love. Like 
you know, love is the most powerful and valuable emotion on the planet. So when I was dealing with the shore trip, I loved those women. I loved all of them. And we were very close and we'd been friends for a long time. So what was at stake in how I handled being excluded from the shore trip was the loss of longtime friends. Well, I didn't want to lose longtime friends, but I also wanted to find out whether they were actually really my friends, which we found out. So is this person who's hurt you? Is this someone you love? Is this someone who you have you know, something at stake with, because, you know, we often have things at stake with people. All right. So another layer is reputation and relationship, which I just started to hint at. So when you're looking at feeling hurt, you want to look at the person's reputation. What's their reputation and what's your relationship to the person? So, you know, with the short trip, I had long time friends with these people, love them, deep relationships, you know, but what is your, and, and they all had pristine reputations. Well, so I thought, you know, sometimes you're going to know somebody a very long time before you actually figure out their real number. Like some people are very good at hiding who they are and that's not good, but you want to look at your relationship and you want to look at their reputation and factor that in as you're sorting things out and processing your feelings. Another layer I like to add in, as you already got the feeling of, which is, you know, giving people room to make mistakes. I'm a diehard fan that people ought to be able to make mistakes because we're human. And also because our brains don't work that fast with emotions, in my opinion, that people can always process their emotions before they react. So I'm a fan of giving people room to make mistakes and then clean it up. Of course, if you make a mistake, you want to clean it up. You want to go apologize. You want to say, hey, you know, I did this. I got triggered and that's what I did. And I apologize. And even if somebody else hurt me. So this happened in an employment situation where the employer did something very, very bad to me. And, uh, and they didn't apologize. They didn't clean it up. And then later I wasn't working for them anymore. I went back and I said, you know, I didn't probably, you know, I, I didn't like point out what they did because they already knew what they did. They were very clear about what they did to me, but I did apologize for how I handled it, which just shocked them like crazy. So you want to give people the room in my opinion, to make mistakes. And you want to give people, in my opinion, this is a belief now. You may not share this belief, and that's fine. You don't have to share any of my beliefs or values. But, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, certain people, as you heard in my short example, later, like that person went on a watch list. I was very watchful of what she said and did after being excluded from the short trip, and she proved exactly who she really was once I was actually paying close attention to her behavior and her treatment of me. But you want to give people some room and some benefit of the doubt. I, I personally believe that people are doing the best they can in life. Now, not everybody is doing the best they can. And some people are lazy and that's okay. They're people, you know, people have all kinds of ways that they do life. But I do personally believe 
that most people are doing the best that they can. So you want to look and see, was there some oversight? You know, was it a mistake? Was there some miscalculation? You know, and look at that. And another layer then is, do you have all the facts? Oftentimes when we're hurt, we're not really looking for what are all the facts or what are all the mitigating circumstances. And so you might think you have all the facts, but do you really? Well, some people are pathological liars, so you don't have all the facts because they're a liar. But you want to make sure if you're dealing with some situation where you're left feeling hurt that you have all the facts. And sometimes you're not going to have the facts. The only way to get the facts is by asking or communicating, which, by the way, in the past, I've had to, you know, communicate in writing with people to say, I'm not sure, you know, what's going on, but these are some of my thoughts. And, you know, if you don't want to be friends or you don't want to this or whatever, you know, and communicate, but communicate in a clear and reasonable way. The next layer that comes up, in my opinion, in dealing with when you're feeling hurt is shame and embarrassment. Now, shame and embarrassment are common emotions that we just kind of like don't ever deal with. Like we don't talk about it. We don't deal with them. But oftentimes if you're hurt and you react, which is common, and I know I've done that sometimes, then we're a little ashamed or embarrassed that we did that. Like, you know, I've said mean things that I'm not proud of. I'm ashamed or embarrassed and I've made lots of mistakes. And sometimes the person who, you know, is doing the hurt, so the person who hurt you is ashamed and embarrassed about what they did. So sometimes you're ashamed and embarrassed and sometimes it's the other person. But shame and embarrassment can really disable you in life if you don't deal with it. And in fact, sometimes when someone does something that's hurtful to you that they're ashamed or embarrassed about, they will retreat and withdraw from you because they just don't have the abilities to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that to you. That's really terrible. I'm so sorry. They just don't have that ability within them or they don't, they haven't grown to the point where they can say that. So it's helpful if you're dealing with, with you feeling hurt to understand that someone else may be dealing with their own shame and embarrassment. Because I know I had a friend once in the past, a long time ago, that said some not so very nice things, really not nice things to me. And it was shocking because we'd been friends for a very long time. And, and then they just said, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You're ridiculous. And that was that. But I just sent them a little short letter and said, Hey, look, um, it's okay if you don't want to be friends with me anymore. I can understand that. I'm not for everybody because I know I'm not for everybody. But I want you to know how much I love you and how much I've appreciated having you in my life for this amount of time. And it's really okay if you don't want to be friends anymore, period. Very short, very direct, no make wrong, no bringing up of what happened because she knew what happened. And then, you know, we got all squared away. She sent a little short card apologizing and we got, we got over it. Like you want to be able to have people make mistakes, but you want to also be compassionate to yourself if you're ashamed or embarrassed. And you want to be compassionate to someone else if they did the hurting and they're ashamed or 
embarrassed, which probably very likely. So you've got all these different layers and things to think about while you're managing and processing your emotions about hurt. And then at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a decision about what to do. Now, sometimes there's no decision to make. You're just going to wait it out. Sometimes it's very clear what you're going to do. Sometimes it's not clear. So I just, I gave you the short example. I gave you the other example where I sent a note to a friend and said, hey, it's okay if you don't want to be friends anymore. You know, so sometimes it's clear and sometimes it's not clear. But what you want to be clear about before you make a decision is what's at stake. Like if you've been friends with someone for a very long time, that's what's at stake is the loss of a friendship. And and some people will just throw away a friendship, a relationship, a marriage, or whatever over the smallest thing. Or sometimes it's a big thing, but you just want to understand what's at stake. What do you have to win or lose? And I have no skin in the game about how you live your life. Like, you're going to live your life however you want to live it, and I'm fine with that. But whatever you do, whatever you do, I really strongly suggest that you take the high road. And I have a whole podcast about that because that feels great. You won't ever regret it. And it's what, the, it's what you could do. You could take the high road, even if someone hurt you deeply. deeply. All right, so you're going to make a decision. Now, one of the things, the other layers in this whole topic of being hurt is forgiveness. And many people have misconceptions about forgiveness. You don't forgive someone for whatever they did for them. Forgiveness is all about you. All the benefits are for you. You get all the goodies. They actually don't get anything. I mean, you may tell them you've forgiven them and they may feel better, but the benefits of forgiveness are for you. And if you don't want to forgive someone, well, then you are welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to carry around a grudge for the rest of your life. And that's like a little, like you might as well package it up, put it on your back, and then just add it to your baggage because that's baggage. It's much more, in my opinion, freeing and powerful to bring forgiveness into your life in all areas, but especially when you're feeling hurt. So that's it. Forgiveness is going to be part of that. Now, some suggestions for you. What's really helpful when you're feeling hurt is emotional intelligence. Well, emotional intelligence is helpful every single day, every single minute of your life. Because when you have emotional intelligence, it means that your emotions are now your superpower. And emotions, if you know how to use them, meaning emotional intelligence, emotions are a superpower. They're like a wild superpower. But we're not teaching little kids, we're not teaching teenagers, we're not teaching grown-up adults and old people emotional intelligence. It's sadly lacking. So one way to really power up your life moving forward is to grow your emotional abilities because it will always help you when you're feeling hurt, but it will help you if you're angry, it will help you deal with loss. Emotional intelligence is the thing that will really make your life easier. And I'm a fan of having life be easier because, I, because I've had a hard life. So 
<laughs> of course, I'm going to take the easier route. I'm going to do anything that makes my life easier because it's been too hard. I mean, it's not been too hard, but it's been, yeah, it's been hard enough. All right, so there's emotional intelligence. You want to put that on your little list of things that will help you if you're feeling hurt. And I have a ton of podcasts that will help you. Now, the next piece, which I think is very interesting and is helpful if you're if you're dealing with feeling hurt, is psychology. Psycho and I don't I'm not talking about going and getting your PhD people. I'm not talking about like reading a heavy book. I'm talking about knowing a little bit about basic psychology. Like I have a whole podcast called Basic Psychology, which I think everyone should know. And that covers, I don't know, 20, 30, some number of terms, which are wildly helpful. It's really helpful to understand the nature of being human. It will help you function better in life, and it will help you understand how other people function. So why wouldn't that be great? Well, of course it would be great. And, um, you know, I mean, the reality is, you know, when you understand gaslighting and projection and being a scapegoat and passive aggressive anger, when you understand some very big self-fulfilling prophecy, I mean, I could just go on and on. It's helpful. It's really helpful. And life is hard. So you want every little helpful tool. So it's basic psychology. Now, another thing that's wildly helpful when you're feeling hurt is assertiveness skills and communication skills. Sadly, we are not teaching people basic assertiveness, and we are not teaching people basic communication skills. And I, when I say basic communication skills, I'm talking about making I statements where you're saying, well, I feel hurt when you do X, Y, and Z, and I would appreciate it if instead of doing X, Y, and Z, we could have a conversation about what else is possible or what else you could do instead of X, Y, and Z, since it hurts me. Like that, that's an I conversation. So I have a podcast on tips for difficult conversations, which if you're feeling hurt, you know, it's a difficult conversation or it would be for most people. So you want to prepare for difficult conversations because that makes the outcome of a difficult conversation more likely to have a better outcome. So why wouldn't you want to prepare for a difficult conversation? I don't know. You would if you knew that there was a way. So there's a way to prepare for a difficult conversation and you want to prepare. So assertiveness and communication, put that on your list. Next, not taking it personally. Now that's a personal viewpoint I hold and you don't have to choose it. You can take things personally, go right ahead. I'm just a fan that it's more powerful and more empowering not to take things personally, even when it is personal. So you you can take things personally, go right ahead, but you also don't have to take things personally. Now, the next thing I want to mention, because we're talking about when you feel hurt, when you feel hurt, you know, your heart feels a little wounded. Well, love is the best thing. So when you're feeling hurt, it's like, you know, like you've had a love kick, like some love has been kicked out of your heart or your, your heart's feeling pinched because it hurts. So the thing about love is though, the more you grow and develop, you can be like the Grinch who stole Christmas and his heart, you know, at the end of the 
the little animated film, his heart gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, you want your heart to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You want your heart to be malleable. You want your heart to be huge. Well, or you could have a small heart. That's, that's your choice too. But the more you grow and develop, the less people can wound you. And the more love there is for you and for all the people in your life. So when you're feeling hurt, you could really embark on growing and developing so that you don't become more wounded because of a hurtful event and your heart grows instead of shrinks. And I have to tell you, so if you've listened to enough of my podcast, you know, I'm a fan of research. So I have to mention a little research snippet because I love it. So there's this woman, Marion Diamond, who had this diamond, they called it the Diamond Research Lab, and she is considered to be like the mother of neuroplasticity. Now, neuroplasticity of the brain is when your brain can develop new neuronal pathways, which is very exciting because it, it offers really great uh, promise for dementia, Alzheimer's, even autism, all kinds of brain brain injuries, all kinds of things, and aging. So Marion Diamond and her had her researchers take the rats or the animals out of their cages and just pet them and, and talk to them nicely, just kind of love on them. They called it TLC. And those rats, uh, they increased their lifespan by 50% just by bringing TLC into the rats' lives. And they also had significant... Um, neuroplastic gains, which was, of course, you know, one of the things she was studying. So love is very powerful and being hurt can really tank your feeling loved, tank, you know, it can shrink your heart. No, you don't want the fact that you've been hurt to shrink your heart or wound you or to add to your baggage. You probably, if you're like most people, you, we all have enough baggage. We all have enough insecurities and deep fears and wounds. We don't need any more. So use this as an opportunity and understand the power of love. Now, I have a few additional suggestions and if you haven't had enough. But, you know, number one, I want to reiterate that you want to make sure that you are bringing rational thinking to the table because irrational thinking will give you an inappropriate, flawed view of the situation. Number two, if you reacted badly to being hurt, I want you to ditch your shame and embarrassment and just clean it up and apologize. Like allow yourself the capacity to be human. Embrace your humanity and understand you don't ever have to be perfect. Now, if there are people in your life where you have to be perfect for, I don't know. I, I would have quite a few things to say about that, but that's not this podcast. So if you've made a mistake, if you reacted badly, just apologize and clean it up. And if you can't say that, you can always just write something. All right. Number three, when you're feeling hurt, it's always going to help you to boost your self-care. Most people don't take care of themselves the way that they could. So when you're feeling hurt, even if you're great at self-care, you want to maybe pile on the self-care and really, you know, do your self-care and self-soothing, not only numbing your pain, but, you know, self-soothing things that make you happy and take care of yourself. Now, another thing that's going to be helpful to you when you're dealing with hurt feelings, and if you're feeling hurt a lot in life, like if you're 
if it's a frequent occurrence, if you're frequently feeling hurt by family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, whoever, then that's a sign to get to work on yourself. That's a sign some healing is in order, some growth and development, because, you know, people as a rule are not out to get you. Now, if you're in a domestic abuse situation, that person might be out to crush your soul. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about regular life. So you have an inner critic whose job is to tell you nasty things, bad things like, oh, you're a loser. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You can go on a journey to tame your inner critic, and that will help you feel less wounded and less hurt in life. Now, having amazing goals or something that you look forward to will help you as well. Because when you're feeling hurt, that's painful. You've got, you know, sadness or loss or betrayal or whatever you've got going on. Having something to look forward to, something that you're up to can be helpful, can help pull you forward. And so I certainly hope you got the gist. You want to go on this amazing road of growth and development because it makes life easier. Skills equals life is easier. The more skills you have, the easier life will be. I promise you. I promise you. Even if you just picked one like getting assertiveness skills, that will change your life. It will change your life. Wait and see. So get on the road to growth and development. And while you're at it, you want to take people with you like crazy. Build a team. Name your team. Have a fun name. Create parties. Create events. Because, of course, you want life to be fun. Life is hard. I don't need any schooling in how hard life is. But I also don't need schooling in how to have fun. Because at a young age, I decided I was going to have fun and play in life when I was an adult. I decided that in high school. That I was not going to be one of these stick-in-the-mud adults that was too serious. So I bring fun and play and love everywhere I go in life. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a draft of, a, of a, my next Newsweek article. And I, I'm thinking it's going to be about love. And I signed professional emails, Love Lisa. Professional, like a professional executive director capacity. Okay, yes, I was roasted for that a couple years later in a very fun, fond, loving way because it sent reverberations through the organization. Who is this new woman they brought on board who sent her first email out to all the physicians and all the executive directors and signed it, Love Lisa? Who does that? Well, somebody who's full of love and playful and is authentic and real. And uh, yes, I still have a little item that they roasted me with because it was very fun. Was very fun. So you want to, you know, build a team and you want to have rewards and you want to make it fun. Like growing and developing doesn't have to be drudgery. I mean, you could have it be drudgery. Oh, I have to grow, grow, go grow my emotional skills. Stop it. Just stop it. Make it fun. Make it playful. Hey, we're going on a super journey. We're going to go on a superhero journey. We're going to grow our emotions like Spider-Man. So we know how to like just do all kinds of things with our emotions and make it fun or not. So those are some suggestions. Oh, and by the way, so if you do all the things I've suggested, that will go a long way to help build self-esteem. Self-esteem is one issue that really kind of exacerbates or turns up the impact of being hurt. Now, self-esteem is not something you go work on per se. 
you work on other things that actually then build confidence and build self-esteem. So all of the suggestions I've made in this podcast will help to build your self-esteem, but you want to get in underneath that because that could be one major thing that leaves you feeling hurt more than you need to be more than you could be. All right. So number one, it's time to realize that everybody gets hurt in life and everybody hurts people, whether they want to admit it or not. And it's human to make mistakes. Number two, takeaway number two is you want to grow your heart like in the Grinch who stole Christmas, stole Christmas instead of having hurt, shrink your heart and take a piece out of your heart. Now you want your heart to be like silly putty or a balloon that just is just big and keeps getting bigger and bigger. And number three, it's time to get a team together to make life more fun, enjoyable, have rewards, have parties, and get to work to make life easier. Because I promise you, every skill you learn is going to help life be easier for you. And that's my call to action. I hope you're going to share this podcast because people are hurt every day. It happens all the time. And these are the things that we're not talking about that would make a difference for people. So make a difference for your people by sharing this podcast. All right, that's it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast episode number 89, When You Feel Hurt. I hope you're going to consider all the different layers and aspects of when you feel hurt and get on the road to growth and development so that you can really love your life and enjoy it. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you're going to subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because of course you wouldn't want to miss one. <laughs> And please visit my website where you can enter my current giveaway at www.lisaalundy.com. Hang in there for now. You got this. I love you. Take care.